Hello again, everybody. This is Lance Russell with Championship Wrestling with another big week. Join us right now. Hey, welcome to the Double Dropkick Show. I'm Heath Mulliken. And I'm Mark Whitman. And uh, today, on this episode, we've already... We already did the episode that will never see the light of day today. We've had a great day, though. Yeah, we did. I think within 10 minutes of you getting here, we were both cackling yeah. with laughter. Yeah, it was fun. I needed that. And uh, I think we have both, we don't get to do this as often as we used to or as regularly as we used to. We hope that's changing, but I think I think I speak. I think you feel the same way. I think that, I speak for all of us. That I like the time together is more important than the recording. Yeah, oh yeah. So uh, I agree. So that was an episode, and maybe I, not I, everybody else. Right, right, right. Um, so maybe the the patrons may have heard about seventy five percent of that episode. Much of it cut out because <laughs> uh, I kept. <laughs> oh. But if you're interested in scented candles, and if you become a patron, uh, you can hear all about uh, Goop. Is that Goop? Yeah. Goop. Anyway, all right. We want to talk. So what spurred my idea for this conversation, I heard the Iron Sheik episode on the Bruce Pritchard show. And I also, it's the 35th anniversary uh-huh. of the birth of Hulkamania. Hulk Hogan beating Iron Sheik for the WWF Championship back in 1984, January, Madison Square Garden. And I wanted to talk about, we've done a lot of what-ifs, pretty good, and people enjoy it when we do these. And I wanted to explore what if the Iron Sheik had broken Hulk Hogan's leg Mm -hmm. in that match. The the rumor or no, it's not a rumor because I I think Iron Sheik told Vint according yeah. to Bruce Pritchard he said hey Vern offered me a hundred thousand dollars to break Hulk Hogan's leg but I'm not going to do that I'm going to put him over I'm right. going to do the right thing mm-hmm. and and he and he wasn't telling him hey I'm telling you this so you'll pay me more money he was telling him just because it was the right thing to do right uh, and if you haven't seen the Iron Sheik documentary. On Netflix. It's good. It is good. It is like, he, I hope he made a lot of money doing shoot interviews. I think, yeah, it was, that was kind of his business for a little while. Was the, And it was just unintelligible. No, right. What he was saying, but it was, you know. You always knew when he was telling somebody what they could do to them. Yes. He always said that one. Yeah. I mean, he just, is there something about his voice now? Well, for me. His whole career, there was something about his voice that just entertained me. There, yeah, oh yeah, and um, there, yeah, there, there's a reason he was the guy to let Hulk Hogan win. Yeah, he's an entertaining guy. Well, so, um, Conrad Thompson had an interesting question. He's like, "Well, why, you know, Iron Sheik doesn't seem like the right guy," or I can't remember how he questioned it. And Bruce was like, "No, like." He was the perfect guy because mm-hmm. everybody hated the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Um, so let's go back. Okay. Match starts. They're going. Sheik snaps his leg, so slaps his tibia or his fibia. Mm-hmm. Just snaps it. Hogan's there. Sheik just 
leaves the ring, takes the belt, takes that big old green belt with the thousand <laughs> name plates yeah. on it, and heads to Minnesota. Uh-huh. Or Vern's got a private jet. Uh-huh. Wouldn't he have the jet where they were at? Yeah. Fly him to Minnesota. F- flew him to Minnesota. He's, he's going to Minnesota to get on the private jet to fly to, to Vern's house. Let's be honest. Vern did not have a jet. It would yeah, have been a, a prop plane. Yeah, the, I don't think Vern had a A Cessna. I don't, think, yeah, I don't think he had a G5 or anything. <laughs> he would have got him a train ticket. Yeah. From New York to Minneapolis. Maybe called him a cab. <laughs> Uber. An Uber. So, so here's the scene. Pandemonium. Hulk middle of the ring. Vince McMahon Jr. out there. You know, let's get some help out here, you know. Uh, crowd shocked. Now you, you have no champion. It's February 1984. Well, you still got a champion. It's the Iron Sheik. But the Iron Sheik is gone. You're Vince McMahon. What do you do? I think he does exactly what he would have probably done. First of all, he would have just not acknowledged that the Iron Sheik was the champion anymore and said he's left and um, we're going to have a tournament to crown a new world champion. That's what I think would have happened. Okay. All right. Would you... Could at that point, could you would you do the tournament, have a heel win it, and then bring Hogan back to beat that person? I think that would depend on whether Hogan was was healthy or not. Right. Okay. He could. So yeah. let's let's go down let's go down the most fantastical path first, which is Hogan's out. Hogan is done. Career over. Blood clot amputation hulk hogan is off playing bass for somebody (laughs) there is no not only is there no hulkamania but from 1984 there is no hulk hogan and i would say there's no hulk hogan if there's no hulkamania in 1984 is there a wrestlemania in 1985 huh And I see that's an interesting question because I was I had not thought about it from that perspective. I this is why thinking, I wanted to discuss this. Yeah. Hmm. So man, no Hulk Hogan at all. I think that would probably. Uh, I'm trying to remember when Savage came in. Savage came in. Okay, WrestleMania one was in '85. Savage did not wrestle on on WrestleMania one. I believe he right. became. He would have came after March in '85. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think he was at WrestleMania one. Uh, I think that you would have seen him. I think Jimmy Snuka would have probably been the guy that they would have would have gone with, and I think you would have seen the Snuka Piper stuff elevated uh, to eleva- the main elevated event. Elevated to the main event. Yeah, I think Snuka would have been their guy because I mean, there's a reason they put Snuka in Hogan's corner. Right. Um, he was a he was big there, so, you know. So you got Snuka uh, against Piper and Orton. You got Don Morocco there that you could have feuded Snuka with. Um, I really think that's what you would have. I think that's who they probably would have went with, at least in the interim. I think it would have been Jimmy Snuka. And then you maybe reach out and try to get um, Kerry Von Erich in, um, bring in Kerry Von Erich and turn Jimmy Snuka heel. And have Kerry Von Erich chase around after Jimmy Snuka. 
Wow. Or maybe if they could get him, even Dusty Rhodes. Um, I don't know that Dusty was going to give up booking wrestling right. at that point. I think that's probably where he – I think he was doing what he wanted to be doing. But I also think if they'd thrown enough money at him, you bring in Dusty Rhodes or, or Ric Flair even. Maybe you make a play to get Ric Flair into the WWF. Um, and then, of course, you see Savage come along. And, I mean, they it's clear from the beginning they had kind of pegged Savage for big things. Right. So, I mean, I think you still got a strong upper mid upper um, main event card and, and um, upper main event. I'm fumbling my words here, but you but know what I'm you saying. Do, but do you have – Do you have that same success as you would – yeah, like does he even like? No, I don't I, think in eighty four. In eighty four, is he thinking? Has he, like has he seen the thing to think? Okay, we can do a WrestleMania because I'm sure. I mean, I don't want to put thoughts into Vincent Man's head, but it seems to me he would have viewed Starcade as a regional. Like, Starcade would have paled in comparison to what he really wanted to do. Because, Star- I mean, I don't know how many Greensboro holds. Well, I think that's what he saw it as anyway, right? I mean. What do you mean? I mean, I think he saw Starcade as a regional thing. And he oh, saw right. what he was doing. As, as a, a global thing. As a global thing. I think most people did. Yeah. You know? um, and if you listen to most people, they say that's when Crockett messed up, was trying to not be re- that regional. Right. Promotion. I right. Mean, that's where they made their mistakes. Yeah. What? Oh, man, that's a whole nother. Like, what if? What if Crockett could have made enough money, adapted with the times, and just stayed regional? Yeah. But, you know, so to to extrapolate even further. Yeah. We're talking about Hogan being gone. Yeah. Which means there's no jump to WCW. Also, right. Um, you know, later on in the 90s, which means you don't have Sting and Pillman and Austin and Dustin Rhodes and Ric Flair. And Arnie. You don't you don't have those guys getting alienated. Right. Um, Mark, go back even further. If there's Vader... If there's no Hulk Hogan in wrestling, mm-hmm. does the the wrestling business only reach a certain level? Uh, Crockett doesn't try to go global. Oh, yeah. Turner doesn't have to buy Crockett. So there is no – not that there's no Hogan in WCW. There's if no there, WCW. There's no WCW. Still Crockett Promotions. Huh. See, I don't know about that one because I don't know that Crockett tried to go global. They just tried to go national. They just tried to go national. Yeah. Not even global. And they kind of failed and started spending too much money. They still would have had Dusty Rhodes in in power. Yeah. And as much as I like Dusty and as much as he didn't take credit, some of that was his fault. Correct. The the over overuse of that that dusty finish and whatnot, um, you know, beating the Road Warriors, or the dusty finish on the Road Warriors. Yeah. In Chicago, a lot of people point at. Right. 
that being a big misstep at Starcade 87, I think. And that still would have happened. Yeah. You know. I just, I mean, I just think that's such a huge, that's such a huge domino. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit further reaching than I was thinking. But then maybe then Hogan makes a big comeback. Right. At some point. How do you know that he doesn't make a comeback? Maybe, okay, maybe what if, um, yeah, I mean, a Hogan comeback, that could be even huger than the original. More huge. I don't know, though, because he hadn't built that. Uh... Right. But now, but now instead of Hogan coming out of nowhere to beat the Iron Sheik, it, what so all right? What if to all right? So Hogan comes out of nowhere to beat the Iron Sheik. If they do the um, comeback, you got all those videos of Hogan coming back and 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 Trained. or or maybe they kayfabe the whole thing. Maybe that like he never got hurt. Yeah. Maybe that like that match never took place and the Iron Sheik just left and. I think it actually, at the end of the day, that it just speeds up Vince McMahon admitting wrestling is not real. I really do. He was going to do it anyway. Right. And I'm pretty sure he just says, hey, look, this wasn't supposed to happen. Sometimes people, the Iron Sheik screwed the Iron Sheik. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think that's what you would have. I think that's what he would do. Right. Uh, he would expose his own business and. And just say, sometimes, pal, you know, things happen that they're not supposed to. We know we had an agreement, and he took this money. And I think he would just tell everybody what happened. No, that's a good I really do. I think that's what Vince McMahon would do. Do you think that um, you, you mentioned the, the Snooker-Piper feud. Do you think Vince says, man, what if what if we went with a heel? We've been a babyface territory. Yeah. What if we go with the heel? And you let it be Piper, yeah. who's not known for. I mean, Piper could just have great, great feuds, mm -hmm. and along the way, elevate baby faces. Yeah. Until you're ready for Savage to come in, and maybe Savage, if Piper, oh, let's so let's say Piper's your your big heel champion, and now Savage comes in as a baby face. Yeah, but see, I think the reason that people like Savage so much is because he didn't come in a baby face. Uh, that's probably true, too. I know it's true. I think that's why people like Savage so much. People wanted – people – Savage was cool. Yeah. He had cool gear. He had the good-looking woman. He had all that. And they made him a heel, and people wanted him to be a baby face, and they waited until the time was right, and they made him one. Right. But the people already had. That's true. That's and true. That's why Savage was successful, because he got over on his own. Right. Arn Anderson said the other day he talked about Daniel Bryan. He said you can put all the smoke and mirrors that you want, and you can manufacture somebody being over. But when somebody gets over organically on their own, they stay over. Right. They never stop being over. Right. And that's what happened with Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. And if you'd have tried to manufacture Randy Savage as a babyface from the start, because he was. Kind of like Ric Flair. Even when he was a baby face, he didn't work different. Right, He was right. still crazy and unhinged. Yeah. He still did all the same stuff as a baby face that he did as a heel. And that's what made him cool. So if there's no Hogan, there's no Mega Powers. 
There's no WrestleMania three slamming Andre the Giant. Yeah, we hadn't even figured in where's Andre figure into this whole equation. I think Andre just is on. I mean, just continues the baby face. Probably. There's so. never Andre never turns heel. Unless just you turn him, unless you turn him heel on Snooker. But I do think Snooker's the guy to go with. And Snooker, I mean, did Snooker feud with Backlund at any point? I think they wrestled. I'm sure they had a match or two, yeah. Um, yeah, because I think that's when Snooker – no, wait. Was Snooker a heel when he well, – was that Morocco when he went off the top of the cage? That was Morocco off the cage. That's still impre- – I mean, that's impressive with the shoes on. Yeah. To do right. that with shoes off. <laughs> Is uh yeah crazy. Um all right, let's let's look at the other side of the equation. Uh Vern Gagne took out the eighteenth mortgage to pay the Iron Sheik this hundred grand. Uh-huh. Now you got Iron Sheik in Minneapolis. He comes in. Is Vern acting like the Sheik? Does Vern have does I Vern think, I, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you. I think you're going to answer my question. I think Vern now starts to sell his company as we're not fake wrestling. Okay, but does he act like? Does the Sheik bring in that bell? I think that Vern says that's what happens when you put a phony sports center. Oh, I don't even know when you put a phony in the ring with a real wrestler. That's what you get. And Hulk Hogan couldn't cut it in the AWA, so he ran. He ran, and he he ran. We wrestle here. Yeah. We're not entertainers. We're athletes. We're professional athletes. We're professional wrestlers. We wrestle here. Yeah. And that's what happens when you put somebody who can wrestle in the ring with a guy who's all smoke and mirrors. He's like, uh, and I think when you come to the AWA, it's the Road Warriors. It's the goal. It's the, the Olympian, the Iron Sheik. Yeah. It's. Nick Bach, I mean, I don't remember. I, I meant to look on the internet and kind of see. Greg Gagne. Greg Gagne. Stan Hansen. Yeah. Rick Martell. <laughs> These are who you get. Dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Th- oh. Rick Martell comes okay. dancing Man. to the ring to let's hear it for the boys. Dude, <laughs> what, let me ask you this. Okay. Does Vern go with Ga- uh, Martell? Because Hogan, because Hogan was a good babyface champion, and now Martell, he's like, or does Ver, like, would that have let Vern say everything he always wanted to say about wrestling? Like he would have just been able to cut loose if he does what you did. That's everything he ever wanted. He, yeah, that's why I he, he would do it. He doesn't have to be a phone. He doesn't have to pretend any, anything anymore. Mm-hmm. He can just say what he feels. Yeah, and. And people, at that point, people have to choose. You either, mm-hmm. man, these guys, that guy really broke his leg. You got real wrestling, then you got the entertainment spectacle that is the WWE, and then you got uh, Crockett Promotions, which is that Southern Blood Feuds. Mm-hmm. You have three kind of real good options, kind of like you got right now. Yeah. So, so Iron Sheet comes in. Who? Okay, at that point. Jumbo Sharuda, who did he win the championship from? Boy, we're getting. I don't know. Who I, did he beat? Bockwinkle. But it's getting ready to be Martell. Yeah. So man, Iron Sheik, him and Martell. 
I mean, they're pretty good workers. <laughs> that makes you happy. But, I mean, you got you got pure white meat baby face Rick Martell mm-hmm. against a dastard. That gets him. Dude, what if it's Rick Martell beating the Iron Sheik instead of Hogan? <laughs> Martell Mania. Mania is running wild. Because, I mean, when he beats Jumbo Shimano. Your, all your wildest dreams have come true. <laughs> I mean, when he beats Jumbo Sherwood, it's like a shrug. He, yeah. I mean, even though, listen, Jumbo Sherwood, like, I mean, no disrespect to him. <laughs> but I just mean from the American. <laughs> like you're afraid he's going to come over here. Jumbo Sherwood listens. We have listeners in Japan, and they talk. Uh, but, yeah, you bring in, let me tell you, Iron Sheik, you will not do that to me. <laughs> we are strike force. I will strike you with great force. <laughs> That means you look so happy over there. I well, it's just we, you know, you throw out a topic, and this is what I wanted to happen. Uh-huh. Like I, I knew you and I could start, and we would find the rabbits to chase. And never in my wildest dreams, never did I think Martell Mania would be a part of this conversation. <laughs> never. I got you know I got a you know I got a Martell. I got a Strike Force autograph here oh, somewhere. Cool. Yeah. I got all the greats. Oh, yeah, you do. Uh, you know. Dusty Rhodes. I got <laughs> Bruno, Bruno San Martino. Tracy, uh, Terry Funk, Harley Race. The Young Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what was the time? You made me. I, I had them all. So, I have all, had a bunch of signed pictures in a thing. And I had, like, Bruno San Martino next to uh, Jackson James. And Mark's <laughs> like, bruh. <laughs> what are you doing, man? What are you doing here? What are you man? doing? Killing me. No offense to no offense to Jackson James, who's retired from this great sport. Um and you see I got my Hulkamania bandana. Yeah. yeah. Somebody who really likes you must have got you. That's there. right. Yep. Probably right before you ditched him to go start hanging out with other people. <laughs> no, that was like in the <laughs> That was like a year before that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so uh what, okay, let's look at the the one company we haven't talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crockett, hot is hot, coming off of Starcade '83, and now New York's got no momentum. Mm-hmm. So what is what is Cro- like? So there's nothing really for Crockett to counter. So what do they do? They just kind of keep doing what they're doing, and does Crockett start eating? I mean, did Crockett? I don't want to say this. Did he eat up the other Southern promotions because he was trying to keep up with Vince? Or was that something that they were going to do? As far as like the NW, basically the NWA consolidating yeah, I think into he wanted, Crockett. I think he wanted to do that anyway. I think he wanted to kind of be that. I think he wanted to be the new Sam Mushnick. Yeah. You know, Jim Barnett, those guys that, we're kind of seen as the face of the, the National Wrestling Alliance. Paul, I mean, you know, I guess Paul Bosch, but um, I think he wanted his name there and that right. ledger of, of, with those guys. I guess it's arguable whether he got it there or not. Does this, um, obviously, Hogan wins, things get hot, everybody starts going to New York. Maybe if that doesn't happen, people don't. New York's not the destination anymore. Yeah, 
It is interesting to think about. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but there we go. I think um I the the one person we really haven't talked about a whole lot is the Iron Sheik. I think Iron Sheik goes to AWA is for a brief time a focal point. But I think everybody knows Iron Sheik kind of had his demons. But yeah. I, so I still don't I don't think Iron I think I uh, I don't I'm not saying Iron Sheik becomes this huge huge megastar. He almost becomes I don't want to say uh like that becomes the one thing he's known for. Right. And then does does any other promoter ever hire him? It's like, man, if he'll do that to Yeah, Vince. you really can't, man. You can't trust him. Right. You know. And either way, he's forever linked to Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And so now you got – that's the match right there. What if? Okay. Okay. Let me chase this rabbit. Okay. Because this – so Hogan comes back, wins the belt. You get to 85, 86 – Where's he coming back to to win the belt? He, no, he comes back from injury. Uh-huh. He, you know, Snooker and Piper have feuded. Snooker. <laughs> Snooker and Piper have been feuding. And uh, Hogan comes back, beats, you know, Piper for the belt. Snooker I don't turns. know that that happens. I don't know that Hogan's beating Piper for the belt. Well, Hogan comes back, wins the championship. Because I think they still think. Hogan's going to be the big star. Right, but I think Piper already had trouble doing the job for Hogan. And oh, I think if he's had a couple of years to be to to be even more invested as their top guy, yeah, then he, I don't know that he's going to be willing to put Hulk Hogan on. But anyway, my point is Vince brings Iron Sheet back in. Yeah. For the rematch. Could be. Hulk, 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 Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I can't talk. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. Uh, and the Iron Sheik. And you WrestleMania one. WrestleMania one. <laughs> Hulk Hogan versus the Iron Sheik. Wouldn't what year was the first Persian Gulf War? Maybe they could have. Well, that'd have been four years later. That it would. Yeah. But what if they had timed that? And oh, instead man. of Sergeant Slaughter and Iron Sheik, it's it's uh. No, I'm getting my Hulk years Hogan. mixed. <laughs> Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik. I'm getting everything mixed up now. You started yawning and it messed me up. It messed me up, too. It's time for we had a, dang, a whole pizza and a tub of breadsticks and marinara. Thank you, Pepinos. <laughs> they got to come in here and sit down and talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I wish y'all could hear the other episode we recorded. It was a lot better than this. Talking about the lollipops that I think one of Poucher orders start selling. It was great. It was a great, great episode, and nobody will ever get to hear it. The patrons will. Uh, They'll get to hear a heavily redacted version. See, even then, nobody's going to get to hear the whole thing. I'll send you a copy. Please do. <laughs> I want to hear it, man. It was some of our best and worst work. It was some of my best work. It was your best work. <laughs> <laughs> Um. So yeah, the the answer to the question, "What if the Iron Sheik had broken Hulk Hogan's leg?" We don't know. 
Too many things could have happened. Terrible episode. No, I love it. <laughs> because we, like, we're answering, we're asking more questions than we're answering, and I think that's good. Is it? Is it really good I, to ask more questions than you answer? Yes. Well, what, yes. in what world? Is the whole about? impeachment they've been ask, asking more questions than they got answered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is this phone? Is this being recorded? Um. <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> hey, if you, hey, one thing we did on the last episode that we do need to mention because it didn't go out. Mark brought two. I believe this is a public service announcement. I do too. All right, so th- so I this is too. we'll close with this because it man, I'm 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 tired. Um, Mark bought Mountain Dew Zero Sugars and brought them today. We were going to do a taste test. We did this during the episode that's not going to air. And so a couple of days ago when I first tried one, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. It tasted, to me, tasted just like Mountain Dew. In the days since then, as I've had more, and then today it was confirmed, the Mountain Dew Zero Sugar tastes just like Diet Mountain Dew. And Diet Mountain Dew tastes just like a dog's butthole. Yes, and so my PepsiCo, Mountain Dew, whatever your company name is, you are wasting my time. You're wasting everybody's time. You have just put out a duplicate soda. And it is terrible. Yeah. If anybody's listening. Yeah. Mountain Dew Zero Sugar is one of the worst tasting so soft drink beverages I've ever had in my life. But I fully expected, like, again, I texted you. I said, bring them. We'll do it. Because when I tasted the first one, I was like, oh, yeah. But I think, you know what? I had not had a soda in a while. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And you're still drinking it. That's what kills me. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty today for some reason. And it, it leaves this aftertaste. Yeah. In your, it almost leaves your tongue Numb. It's like your tongue is saying, please stop. Your tongue is saying, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> it's kind of like your liver. <laughs> yeah. Which I, I can't remember the voice I did for your uh, liver. I don't know. What are you doing? Mark, that. That's not that it. Ain't it. That ain't it. So anyway, public service announcement. Save your money. Don't buy that. Just stick with the regular Mountain Dew. Yeah, because it. Zero sugar sucks. I would go as far to say the Christmas Mountain Dews are better than this. I ain't had the Christmas The Mountain worst Dews. Mountain Dews are better than this. That, I will agree. This is, <laughs> this is terrible. That's it, an awful soda. I mean, it is awful. The whole point of a soda is, like, make you feel good about life. It's to bring joy. Like I do in kinda the elevator. Like, kind of like having a random encounter with Heath Mulligan <laughs> in the elevator. <laughs> um, but this is terrible. Um, it's yeah. beyond terrible. It is. I am still, I'm sitting here. The aftertaste is so bad. I need to drink more to get rid of the aftertaste. It's so bad. I spent three bucks on two of those drinks this morning. I took one drink of mine and I refused to drink any more of it. You took a pretty big drink. Yeah. Oh, I turned it up and took a pool. I'm a professional drinker. This is true. You know what I mean? When I take a pull off a drink, I take a pull off it. Right. You're looking. Yeah, you know. 
you ain't thinking about the consequences. No. When you take a pullover, <laughs> you are committed. <laughs> you are all, I'm in. all in. What boy. is this? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and old Lawrence delivers down there. <laughs> Hello, everybody. That's, that's not the one. I got to go back and listen. Yeah, that's not it. We also had on the other episode. Oh, no, it was before we started hitting record. That's where the money is. Mm-hmm. Is on the unrecorded stuff. And this video of Mark trying to <laughs> sit up in a like chair. A, like a turtle that got flipped over on his back trying to get up. Out That's of the chair. biggest dang turtle. But we had a great sitcom idea. Uh-huh. So much money in that. I think, I think so. I'm going to write so. it. I'm going to write it. Uh, so anyway... Uh, we gotta look at the schedule. See, we're. I think the next time, it, the next time we get together, maybe. Oh, you know what? The next time is Drake's birthday. That's I can't record. Well, we might can figure it out another day because we got a. We found a secret location. That's right. I forgot about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So everything's about to change. This may be the last time we record in this basement. It could be, man. It's a sad day. It is a sad day, and I'm gonna break kayfabe for a minute. I, I went in my mom's basement the other day because I needed, needed a place to store some stuff during the move, and it flooded. Oh, no. And let me tell you, Mark, we ain't ever. My goal was to eventually record at least one episode, literally, uh-huh. in my mom's basement. Uh-huh. That ain't ever going to happen. I would not subject you uh-huh. to the that. horrors of... You know how a lot of people, you see it on the movies, and I know it's a little bit different from you because you actually live in the house. You grew up in, but you got, you know, people on Thanksgiving, Christmas, the movies, they go back to their house, and they go back to their old room, and there's nostalgia. Yeah, that was not. No. I went down there the other day, and I was like, oh, my gosh. What in the world? Oh, my God. What in the holy Toledo? <laughs> what has happened here? Holy Toledo. Where did this come from? I don't know. You I said been... Holy Toledo like 10 times today. It was more like six. That time I said. You said it twice within a minute of each other earlier. You went, Holy Toledo, it's cold out here. I need a coat. And then you walked in and got a coat and walked out the door and said, Holy Toledo, that feels better. Did I really? <laughs> yes, you did. Because that's when I noticed it. I, I, would, like, I need to look at the I need to look at the origin of Holy Toledo. I'm sure it's like Jiminy Cricket, you know what I mean? It's, I don't say that a lot anymore. I need to bring the, I'm trying to bring back the classics. But you know what Jiminy Cricket means, right? Uh-uh. You've never, you really don't no. know why people say Jiminy Cricket? What's the initials? JC. Uh, it was a, the Puritans didn't want to take the Lord's name in vain. So they started saying Jiminy Cricket instead of Jesus Christ. I always said it because it reminded me of the grasshopper off the Pinocchio. Uh-huh. And I was saying, hey, little grasshopper, you're supposed to be singing me a song to help me sleep. When you wish upon a star. When you wish upon a star. Let your conscience be your guide. That's a great song. I don't know that I've ever seen Pinocchio all the way through. What? I, I, need, to, I, I need to just go on Disney Plus and watch, make sure I've seen all the classics. I think Pinocchio will be. You'll find it much more disturbing yes. than you think. I tried to, like, it's I tried to read. Really, yeah. It's got some disturbing parts in it. It really does. Shipping young boys off to Pleasure Island and things like that. 
It's got some. There's some. There's some disturbing stuff where they make jackasses of themselves. That's Literally, what that's what we do. Yeah, you know, and that's what it's all about. Like that, the the transition of a boy to like an adolescence. They just they literally turn into jackasses. That's really terrible. Well, leave it. And stop drinking it. I gotta get the taste out of my mouth. You're never gonna get the taste out of your mouth if you keep drinking it. Ah! You don't know that. <laughs> Let me know? live my life. <laughs> stop judging me. Um, so we're, we're recording this January 25th very quickly. Uh, Brock Lesnar's number one going in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You booked it a couple years ago. You wanted him to go in number one, eliminate everybody. Uh-huh. I think he should eliminate 28 people. Matt Riddle will be number 29, eliminate Brock Lesnar. But go. Well, tell everybody what you said you think was going to happen. All right. Because I think that was in our last. Yeah. So tell her, And I, I want to see how close you are. So this is what I would love to see happen. Lesnar come in. He eliminates everybody. I'm not saying he that it's always just him and one other person in the ring. But throughout this match, he eliminates uh, everybody. One of the – man, um, Boomer Payne, uh, EWF, they do uh, the big uh, bunkhouse brawl every year. And it's been really cool to, like, sit down with Boomer and see how he kind of books that. And I've just thought about all these different ways. You think about how many Royal Rumbles they, there have been, and, like, there are just so many different ways that it hasn't been booked. And so Brock Lesnar going in there, eliminating everybody, number 30 hits – it's Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle comes in, eliminates Brock Lesnar. Boom, you got a, re- a money WrestleMania main event. That's what I want to happen. That's what I think would be awesome. What's probably going to happen is Brock Lesnar's fighting around in there. Buddy Murphy backs into him, knocks him over the top rope. Brock Lesnar eliminated. In three weeks, Buddy Murphy's never seen on Raw again, and it's like it never happened. We just see that highlight every now and then. Yeah. And so and it might not be Buddy Murphy. It may be... Otis, or it may be one of the authors of Pain. It might be. It'll be like when Maven eliminated the Undertaker that time, right? And and a moment that should be used to elevate somebody, and it just it'll just be a wasted thing. Yeah, and that's probably what they'll do. It was like, oh, that's good. That's funny. Ha 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 ha. It'll be good, good humor. Ha ha ha. That's good. <laughs> No, it's not. Um, there were some stories. Have you heard these weird stories about R- Rocky Johnson's funeral? Okay, so I did, and then um, I heard, I saw different things. I saw where um, Harry Smith said some things, and I saw where Superstar Billy Graham said some things, and then somebody else came out and said uh, that the thing, like, because basically Vince got up there and said Rocky Johnson did one good thing, and he was he was a good father. And, uh, you know, he had kids. He had kids, and that was the best thing he ever did. And so the person telling the story said, that's what Rocky Johnson wanted people to say about him, that the best thing about him was his kids. See, that was what I thought, too. When I read it, I was like, there's two different ways to tell that story. Yeah. And it depended on where you put the inflection on the words. Right. Well, he's this and this and this, but the best thing he ever did was marry her and have a kid with her. That's, that's the right. the best thing he ever did. Or it would be like if I said, but you know what Heath would because that's what you would you just said to me earlier like you're trying not to ruin them you yeah, know what I mean like you're kids. trying not to ruin your kids man and uh like if you said that yeah about somebody that's not an insult but apparent I guess apparently he did all this great thing but you know the best thing he ever did is he had a son 
Yeah. And he, you know what I mean? Like, I could see people saying that about him. Right. Um, yeah. And then um, you got to take everything Billy Graham says with a grain of salt. But it was, yeah. But, and then Pat Patterson, the, the rumor was he got up there and just started talking like a wrestler in the church. Yeah. And they, and the, and the, they were talking about that they rushed him off stage, and the, the person that said, yeah, he he did not say all – he said things inappropriate for church. Right. And they turned his mic off. Yeah. And – That sounds about right. I can see that. I can see – Hey, that's, that's nice. Let's be honest. If I was 80, could you see me doing that at your funeral? Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know. If you were forty, <laughs> if I died unexpectedly today, I can see you doing that next week. But like, yeah, I see that. I get. Yeah, you just get up there and talking about your friend, and you're not thinking about you're thinking about all the good times that you had, and blah blah right. blah. And the next thing you know, you done dropped the dropped the cuss word. Yeah, I've done it. Hey, oh, oh, yeah. I would love, like, I would love to hear. It's one thing to hear Bruce Pritchard tell the story. I would love to hear Pat Patterson in his own, like, hear him himself go into one of his things. And you get the hey and the ho and the nay and the money nay, you know. I read his book. It was good. I have not read it yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. Don't care. Be I'll watch it. Uh, maybe. I'm gonna tune in to watch it, but it'll yeah. probably be late. I'll probably watch it. Start turning it on at like nine forty-five. What are the other matches? Do you know? There's a women's Royal Rumble. Okay. And there's sure. a men's Royal Rumble. I know Becky Lynch is wrestling Oscar again. And I've heard Oscar's. Yeah, her her Oscar's gonna. Uh, may go over in that. She should. Oscar should be the one Becky can't beat. Yeah. That's that's a good gimmick to have. There's yeah. just one person that you – and eventually she beats her. Right. But there needs to be that for a good, who, for a good baby face. Who's know? somebody you would love to uh, – who's, who's the return you want to see in the Royal Rumble match? I think Edge is definitely coming back. I think yeah. We're, I think that he posted a picture of him with all this gear in a bag looking at it because they can't help but spoil everything. Right. Um, so I think we're, we're going to see Edge. But other than that, it's not like – I don't – I think that they should – Mick Foley said it the other day, so I don't like to – but I think it too. They should only be one or two legends. Yes. Come, come in. You yeah. know what I mean? And I don't want to see them waste Keith Lee or Walter just yeah. to get thrown out. You know, by yeah. Brock Lesnar or by somebody else, un- unconsequential. Um, but if you're going to use somebody like Matt Riddle or Walter or um, or he- Keith Lee, mm-hmm. then put them in there and have them go toe-to-toe with Lesnar. Yeah. Make them look like, the, even if he eliminates them. Yeah. You could really elevate those guys by having them. Right. Not, right. You know what I mean? Not just get destroyed by him. You could yeah. you could build somebody. Like think about the first per like maybe somebody's done this. I just don't like think about the first time he German suplexed somebody and they pop back they pop up. up. Yeah. That person's over. Yeah. I might even uh well, you know, we've talked about it. I may have uh have the fiend eliminator. 
Is he the fiend? I think the fiend has a match. Yeah, but that's never mattered before, has it? I think he's wrestling Daniel Bryan for the title. Mm-hmm. And see, they're doing this thing where sometimes it's Bray Wyatt and sometimes it's the Fiend, uh-huh. but all the time I don't care. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. He's like I really don't. The whole Firefly Funhouse, and I'm a, I'm gonna, and I'll be honest, why that mask creeps me out. It is creepy. That mask is go away. I have, I have zero, less than zero, negative. I, I, I don't want to watch a match with him in that mask. Really? It is so it scare you? disconcerting for me. Is it? I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't look right. It's off-putting. It's off-putting. Like, I'm not saying I'm not offended by it. Mm-hmm. It's not enjoyable for me. It scares you a little bit. It, it scares me a little bit, yeah. That's crazy. I pee in my pants a little a bit. A grown man. I'm not saying scared. I'm just not scared is not the right word. You put words in my mouth. No, I said scared, and you said yes. That's yeah, not you, that, that literally is put words. <laughs> you planted a seed in my head. Does but, it scare you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's just something about there's just something about that. It just I don't I can't. It just looks weird. His whole outfit and everything just weird. I don't. I don't like it. It's supposed to be. Yeah. And so maybe I should say kudos to them, but I just don't, don't want to. And the red light. I don't like the red light. I agree with you. I don't like. That. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the red light. What if the fiend went to AEW and was the leader of the Dark Order? Then it. Might be good. Yeah, boy, they're ugh. boy, they're terrible. I don't know about that dark order thing. So I haven't seen anything that I like about it. And then, isn't it like uh, Brandy's doing something similar for the female, the Nightmare Coalition, or something? You can't have everybody doing that. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't that, get it. A lot of things I don't get. You know what you can do? What you can get, folks, if you go on uh, Apple Podcasts, you go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, any place you get uh, podcasts, and subscribe. Subscribe to this podcast, and you will get it every time we release the episode, which is, admittedly so, uh, not on a regular schedule at this point, because our lives are not on a regular schedule, because we live a life of luxury. We're going places. We're flying here and there, to and fro, making business deals, eating Popeye's chicken sandwiches. Make, making the scene. Making the scene. <laughs> drinking our Mountain Dew oh, Zero oh, Sugar. Oh, Joy Boy, Mullet. Can I <laughs> and, um, I know your type, Joy Boy. <laughs> Flashy. Making the scene. Wait, what's that from? That's a book went on Seinfeld. Oh. <laughs> Flashy. Making the scene. <laughs> um. But, hey, you hit that subscribe button. Also, go into Apple Podcasts. You can go on the app on your iPhone. Uh, you can leave us a review. Leave us a five-star rating. It, you know, Meltzer gave us seven stars. He said, uh, he said. I don't said, care about Meltzer's stars. You, yeah, me neither. I think, 
I think the not the jig is up on him, but like I think we've yeah. I he's uh yeah, I know what We're you're not far from the guy who poured the coffee for the guy who poured Meltzer's coffee having a podcast. That's true. I mean, you and I have had one for a while. Right. We're, you know, six years. Listen, we've outlasted them all. Mm-hmm. We were here, uh, I think when we started, there were maybe 100 wrestling podcasts. And now there's like 100 new ones a week. We're still the best. About everything. Boy, Lord, is of all the non-wrestler-related podcasts, I think ours is the best. The ones that are done by non-wrestling personalities. Yes. We're just personalities. Yeah, we're just two buddies talking. Yeah. Sometimes it's about... We certainly have better chemistry than... And and it's a true born of fire and brimstone and hardship of life, chemistry, sweat, toil, and blood. Two men who have had to fight... For everything in this life, tooth and nail, no silver spoon. We fought the man, and the man won, and we are here. We didn't shoot the sheriff. We didn't shoot the deputy, but we are here. We have outlasted them all. We are here to stay. I don't know what I just said, but I was. was Somehow you worked in that you were born without a silver spoon. Here we are. Face to face, a couple of silver. Who's the girl in that show? Aaron Gray? Aaron Gray. I met her at Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Would you say she's gorgeous? Uh, you know, in fact, she may be. Was she on Buck Rogers? She was. So what? Mm-hmm. But then, like, she was gone. Yeah, she was just, just, just like, like that. She was gone. Out of our lives forever. Like tears in the rain. I didn't really watch, like, I think I watched the intro to Silver Spoons, but I don't know that I ever watched. I watched it. I remember watching it. I'm sure you did. Wasn't there, like, a spinoff or a sequel to Silver Spoons? I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. But everybody wanted one of them trains. That I do know. In the house. Everybody wished that they had that guy. Well, at least they wished their family had that guy's money. Yeah. You know, so that your family probably did have that guy's money, but but that little train set, yeah, that was pretty bad. It wasn't a set; it was a, yeah, it was a full train that went around the house. They got one of those in Townville, but I don't think it'll fit in your house. Really? Well, unless your house was big as a yard, yeah, it might. Anyway, I said all that to say you can get us. You know, anyone. you say that a lot. To say what? I said all that to say this. <laughs> You know what I like doing on purpose? What's that? Is telling 95% of a story and then saying, all right, long story short. (laughs) Yeah, I said all that to say this. (laughs) That's one of your go-to expressions. Yeah, but the long story short, I'd use it specifically as an oxymoron. When I've told a long story that I didn't didn't shorten at all. Yeah. But I also like when I'm messing with my kids – I'll tell a long story, like, let's say I'm telling a story about the Civil War. Uh-huh. And then I'll say, long story short, we landed on the moon, it's all good. Like, <laughs> just like, what does that even have to do with anything? Uh-huh. But I just, when somebody, yeah. I don't want a long story short. I want the whole story. Oh, I right. mean, most of them. I don't. 
shorten it. Shave the details. You are on. You go to movie spoiler and hit cut to the chase, don't you? I do too. Yeah, cut to the chase. Cut to. The, I don't even know what you're talking about. What's movie spoiler? The movie spoiler dot com is where you can go and read all the movie spoilers. Oh no no! I don't. And you that. can hit cut to the chase and get the whole movie in like five sentences. Really? I, and so I will if I am. Um, kind of iffy on whether or not I want to see a movie, a lot of times the deciding factor is I'll go read the spoiler, and if I'm interested by the spoiler, I will go see the movie. See, I don't want to know what's going to happen. I don't want to waste the money. But I have found that I care less and less. Yes. As I get older. Listen, we said it on the the episode that will never be released. I enjoy Doolittle. Yeah. But had I read the spoilers and listened to the critics, I would not have gone and seen it. It was the extenuating circumstances in a good way. Opportunity to see a movie with some good people, good friends, make a good impression on some people that I need to make good impressions on. Yeah. And uh, and it was a good movie. Huh. John Cena plays the polar bear. Oh, does he? I'll be dull. I kept hearing the, hearing the voice. I'm like, I recognize that voice. Huh. Interesting. Gwyneth Paltrow in it. Gwyneth Paltrow. What's that smell? Well, she's not in it. Uh, I don't. Anyway. Okay. It's been a great day recording. I got to get this out so I can know if I'm right about the Royal Rumble. (laughs) So, um, any got anything else? It's nap time. It is. Thank you for coming today. Yeah. Well. Take that with you. Hey, thank you for listening to the Double Drop Kick Show. Uh, if you join our patrons at Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Double Drop Kick, you might get the episode that will never be released. And once you hear it, you'll understand why it will never be released. And even it is edited heavily in its unreleased version. I don't know why. I don't want that to fall into the wrong hands. Anyway, uh, Brighten someone's day, say hello to them in an elevator, and as always, for the Double Dropkick <laughs> Show, I'm Heath Mulligan. And I'm Mark Whitman. And that's it this week, fans. So long for now.